than some putty eye, even if we day old. Y'all, put your hands up. Nah, put your hands down. Put them in the ground. Mix it with the brown. It's that new sound. Even if it's age old. Fresher than some putty eye, even if we day old. Microbial Secret Society, and today I'm here with Spencer, Yarrow, and Earl, and they're all part of Royal Flush Farms in uh, Eastern Oregon, and um, they just finished taking the uh, seven-day training course here in KNF, and um, I was I'm really stoked to sit down because I've I've been knowing Spencer and Yarrow and Earl for actually a a bit of time here now, yeah. and. Um, yeah, um, met you guys in Humboldt, and uh, I've been following you guys through the internet. So I'm, so I'm stoked to sit down with you. So, uh, Spencer, why don't you start off by uh, giving a little introduction? Well, um, it's an honor to to be on here. Um, we've uh, been listening to uh, this podcast, and we've been following you online for um, just a little over about two and a half years. Um, been watching a lot of your videos that uh, you've shared online and and uh, just can't get enough of it so um, listen to over hundreds of hours of, of your videos and over and over and uh, um, really really appreciate it and everything you've done on that so hello my name's Earl and uh, just to add to what what Spencer said we we've been following Drake and, and learning the natural farming way and uh, um, I couldn't be more excited about everything I'm learning about um, in this farming method. Um, and that's coming from a guy that started with, with conventional tactics and, and a lot of skepticism. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Yarrow, and I'm actually quite lucky to have been accepted into this team here. And everything I've learned is incredible, I mean, from you and from Earl and from Spencer. So um, I'm just really happy to be able to put lots of the stuff to to work, everything that I've learned. And, and it, I mean, it sounds like you guys have had great success with Korean natural farming. I mean, you... Yeah, our kind of our story of how, what brought us to, to KNF, um, I think it'd be, so we are, um, we're cannabis growers in, in Eastern Oregon and... We've been, um, we'll be coming on our, this will be the start of our sixth season. So, and we, when we first started, we did indoor and we still do have an indoor, but we started with indoor hydroponics and with the indoor hydroponics, um, we really, we really nerded out on it. You know, we geeked out, we followed, uh, this one guy um, named Harley Smith with uh, NPK Raw Organics and took an online class for him. And he did a really awesome job of just explaining, you know, whatever the nitrogen and phosphorus and the potassium and why it's used and everything from Vita B to the enzymes. And we used um, teas in our, in our hydroponics, you know, and we noticed those teas um, by put, getting that, you know, that biology in there, we wouldn't have to, get they wouldn't get that slime you know that film so we didn't have to clean our reservoirs every seven days we could pretty much carry them out for the for the whole the whole 60 days on the bloom or you know however long we did it in veg so we were we were on that path already and uh we finally did two years of doing indoor and we wanted to do an outdoor and uh had a uh different business partner i i was one once we moved outdoor i wanted to move to to the dirt and organics and 
my old business partner, just he had a dream and thought only good cannabis could be grown synthetically. So we did an outdoor hydroponics. Um, we did uh, 48 plants because um, we grow medical cannabis and we're restricted on numbers and stuff like that. And it didn't turn out terrible, but we were we were fighting nature the whole time. And when so I started reaching out, just watching as many videos as we could about organics and, and, you know, what to do and how to build soil and, and, you know, and, and super soil is a really popular thing that people talk about in the cannabis world. And a lot of people were doing, um, using, uh, EM1, right? EM1. And, and, uh, I was listening to a podcast with, um, Shango Lose. And he was interviewing Chris Trump and I was just loving everything I was hearing. I was driving back from California, back to, to Eastern Oregon and, and I was just loving everything. And, and all of a sudden he's like, Chris Trump's like, yeah, I live in Boise, Idaho. And I'm like, what? And he's all, I'm teaching a class in you know three weeks. And so we just joined up and we took uh Chris Trump's week long class. And that was, uh, pretty much, um, in, in June. So, uh, we were, luckily we were able to get a few of the inputs, um, that, that take longer to make from, from Chris Trump. And we just jumped in blind faith, like just started doing Korean natural farming as, as fast as we could. And we, um, we've been doing, so this will be when this, this outdoor season, will be our third year of, of doing Korean natural farming. So we've had basically two years of outdoor with Korean natural farming and we've done one year of indoor. So once, once we finished our first year of outdoor Korean natural farming, we decided to do a final switch over for our indoor. So we've also been practicing this, um, with, uh, living soil and KNF, uh, on the indoor approach. And yeah, getting back to, the, the outdoor hydroponic story, um, you know, we really thought we were some, some really smart guys doing that. And, and like Spencer was saying, it, it did work out in the end, but at the same time, it didn't, in my opinion, because, you know, instead of having fun doing what you're doing, you're, you're just worried the whole time. And that's one of the biggest aspects that I, I've come to just love about KNF. You know, it, we, I'm not worried about the plants anymore. I know they're healthy. And, uh, and I can enjoy it. You know, I can just sit back and watch the babies grow. Um, I was, uh, invited to join the team when they were still in their hydro days. So I got a little bit of that and then I got to see the transition as well. And I just want to say that going from being the scientist who's basically raising the plant with, I mean, all the amazing uh, fertilizers and chemicals we were using. I mean, I had to watch the PPMs and watch the pH. And if I accidentally put too much, I could be hurting. I had to, you know, remove some in whatever manner I could. Or if I didn't do enough, I had to go and redo the math and figure out what I didn't add enough of, what I could add more. And that was kind of stressful and kind of intense, especially when it was all up to me to figure out what reservoirs needed how much of what we wanted to put in. And going from that to this, it's incredible. I'm, you know, grabbing whatever necessary FPJ or other nutrients I need from the KNF book and I'm able to apply it and I don't have to be really afraid. You know, if I'm afraid I'm going to overshoot, I can always just add a little less. And I know that next time around we'll be spraying in three, four days in a week and it's going to still receive everything it needs. And I mean, the difference between having to know exactly how much to put in and being able to go, Oh, I'm just going to add this much FPJ and this much OHN. It's just a weight off my shoulders. Now I know I'm not burning. I'm not going to hurt the plant or I know I'm not hurting the yields at the end on a drastic, huge scale, you know? So, so, I mean, to me, to me, it sounds like when you, when you made the switch over to KNF, it, it, it radically simplified the operation. And it sounds like, you know, it was just 
like maybe more more intuitive to understand and less like where you were so like like you're saying like if you had just a little bit off that you could really mess things up right exactly i mean we also had you know multiple multiple strains so a lot of times sometimes you know you got to dial it in for that exact strain and one reservoir would be treating multiple so we weren't able to really dial in the strain as much um and like yara was saying it kind of felt like you know we were playing we were playing god you know and and now we feed the soil and the soil feeds the plant and you can tell on the cannabis plant. I mean, we notice, you know, the, the fan leaves, they stand up. We call it saluting, praying. And every time we give a foilers treatment of, uh, of one of the recipes from the KNF book. And, uh, we've normally stuck pretty close to the recipes. We've never gone over too, too, too higher than that. We never see tip burn and, and the plants are just, they say thank you, you know, and they just stand up. And I think which is one of the amazing things, um, two years of outdoor growing, not one pesticide spray, not one fungicide spray, not, not one. And when we were on the tail end of our, um, our indoor, we were fighting every single thing possible. Um, we fought where the, the russet mite or the hemp, the hemp, mite that like it's like almost invisible to see we had root aphids spider mites and uh even powdery mildew would pop up every now and again yeah even powdery mildew and we and when we you'd have to go and i think this is one thing that you can we can really attest to is so at the end of this season we were doing our indoor and our outdoor and we were kind of busy with our outdoor and we were in our, in our, our bloom room was packed and we saw one room where we saw some, some spider mites. We use the, the Jadam wedding agent. And when you spray it on there, it will leave like a coat, the, the, the webbing that there is. And before hydroponically, we would have to shut shop down, clean out the whole area, do a treatment. And then another day, do another treatment and maybe two more treatments. We didn't worry about it. Like we knew that there was enough of a biological system and another predatory bugs that were going. So, we, when we were done, when we cut that plant down about a, two weeks later, we hung it up full, like the full plant and the spider mites will climb all the way up to the top. And we have a picture of it. There is like a million, you know, like one inch by, you know, like maybe a half inch of spider mites all up on top of this plant. And we had no bud damage and just blows my mind like that. If you have... The healthy plant, you know, I mean, I, I contributed a lot to the KNF and the living soil and all the organics. I mean, Harley Smith talks about it. If you text the, the bricks of your plant, you know, the sugars, and if they're higher than like 14%, it's like a bug's biting into, ti- you know, um, titanium, you know, it can't really destroy the plant. And so, when we would do our high hydroponics, I mean, we could get them happy and we saw some good yields and we saw some really good medicine. Um, and, and if we, and if we did it correctly and didn't over new, we could get that clean, clean taste and that clean ash when you burn it. And what we've noticed the main difference from the medicine from hydroponically growing and synthetic growing to organic is that plant feeds itself so much better than we can. It, it creates that, you know, the, the sun hits it creates that photosynthesis it creates those bricks and and uses it to to make the sugars and and then it shoots all those exudates down into the soil and then you know we we like to think of it as like you know the plants like feeding these microbials and it's like hey if you want some more sugar you got to go out and find us some phosphorus and it goes and finds the phosphorus and so another thing that's strange in the like the cannabis world is most people do flushing at the end of their the growing they'll just give it straight water don't have to do that at all and when we, when we're, when we're smoking the medicine or, um, you can like, for example, with like a joint, it, the, the ash burns really nice and white. And instead of it, you know, normally the joint tastes best at the beginning that gets better and better and better with taste because there's none of that residuals in there. So it's just really clean medicine. And, it just, it, and I got to contest to one other point that we see this when we did hydroponically uh, to when we were done harvesting, you know, we would have to, we did them, we grew them in hydrogen pellets. So we'd have to take and cut the plant down, 
wash the pellets, wash the table, wash the pumps, you know, and washing and derooted. What? We'd have to sterilize the entire room. Yeah, we'd we'd have to sterilize the the whole room, the entire grow space, and then and then move them back in. You know, what we do now we cut that plant, sprinkle about. 60, 60 cents of down to earth amendments on it, some bio life and plant right next to it. I mean, it's just, it, it just baffles me. Yeah. And talking about a little bit about that on, on apart from all the benefits of the plant receives, um, the, the grower is going to be spending way less money. And I know everybody likes that. You know, we, you know, one of the main challenges we have to face is trying to stay profitable, and and K and F has has made that kind of easy. It seems like we can make our own inputs, we can we can do the team building exercises and build up that microbial life, and and the plant like the plant's just super healthy, and I think that's what it comes down to when when the pests come because they are going to come. Um, they they don't see your plants as food anymore, and they go right by it, and it's it's almost unbelievable, like unbelievable, like uh, well in the indoor grow space. Uh, just to give a personal story, I was uh, had a couple different strains right next to each other, and one of them was was a little bit older strain, and it was covered in spider mites, and then right next to it there was a different strain, it was a much healthier plant, and it was right at the end of the grow or the bloom. And the plant had fallen over the, the spider mite covered plant. So you're thinking, oh great, I got more destroyed buds. But when I pulled it out, the plant that had fallen over the spider mite plant didn't have a single bug on it. So it's like the plants literally didn't see the healthy one as food. And that's, that's just, I mean, that's what happened. I saw it with my own eyes. Um, and that's really the moment when I realized like there's something super special to this, and and you know like like I, I'm never I, I'm gonna keep going deeper and deeper into it because of that. Yeah, just the story that Earl just brought up that to me is almost unbelievable because when I saw that with my own eyes, I was all like. Well, this is really interesting because in our hydro days, this would mean the end, basically, if a plant was literally covered like that. And, uh, I mean, being the small guy in the team, I'm able to crawl into there and take a look at things sometimes. And even though that plant had spider mite webbing, I mean, at the very top of it, I was able to peel the spider mite webbing away. And that bud was still in full mode. The hairs were white. It wasn't quitting, even though it was covered. It almost looked like, to me, the spider mites had identified the weakling in the room, but the plant was too healthy for them to take over right away. So what they were doing is they were trying to snuff it out with all their webbing. And, I mean, it was covered in webbing. Uh, we chopped it down. Normally what happens. Not normally the way the spider mites behave. Like, it's just... It's not something that you'd see in, in, in a hydro garden. You get one, you see one spider mite, it's on, basically. Using synthetics, you know, at, at one point I definitely felt like, man, I don't want to be, I don't want to grow anymore because of it. You know, it, you're just at a constant battle and, and a constant worry. And, and farming should be fun. Farming should be about, about healing soil, growing good food, good medicine. And, uh, that's what KNF can bring. We always, as we grew hydroponically, we tried to not use pesticides as much because, I mean, back in the day, I mean, that's one of the greatest things that legalizations has brought, I think, is we smoked a lot of pesticides back in the day. We smoked a lot. And maybe maybe it's all right to eat it at the small amounts on your food, which I don't fully agree with. But, I mean, we, it's everywhere. So unless you're really growing it yourself and know what's going, you're, you're, you're probably ingesting it. But heating that up to, you know, 700 to 1,000 degrees and going down your lungs, it's uh, that's not tested for that. And, and uh, ever since... We've switched over to this organically growing. My lungs have been so much healthier and, and, and so much, uh, don't have that cough and I don't have that phlegm. So really appreciate that. And, and so, so what I'm understanding what you guys are saying is that usually if you had like one plant or like even you saw one spider mite in your operation, like you're pretty much packing up shop for that, that season and you're just going. But, but in this case, what's, what's happening is you have whole plants that are completely 
covered in spider mites, yet it's not even affecting like your your product at all. Like they're they're just they're chilling there, and then they're not even. So know, a good no grower is going to be you know surveying their plants, and if you catch the spider mites early, you normally can win that battle pretty easy. But if you come in and you see webbing, uh, it's on and it's a race to the end. You know, it's a race to, to if you can, you know, you can get that, that, that finish before they destroy your plants. And I, the, the thing that I've, you know, and I, I can't be totally, I mean, we and Earl have talked about this and Yarrow uh, is they're there. Those bugs are there. They're just not. We have a balance. There's a, there's a balance. And when we're using the, when we were using the synthetics, uh, there was an imbalance and the plants, the bugs would let us know <laughs> and we would have to fight them with what, whatever that we tried. And so, yeah. And, and like we were saying, we don't, we didn't want to use pesticides in the fight. So, you know, your, your options aren't super great. Or they're pretty limited is a good word to, to say. And, and you're going to end up trying a lot of different products that are, that are effective, but the plant was forever changed after I used them. Um, like we just never got the full vigorous, you know, and the terpene profile wasn't as good. And, and, you know, you get a, to me, I would feel like a little more of a burn in my throat when, when trying, when taking the medicine. Um, so it's, you know, I don't want to discourage against hydro growers because I think there is a good spot to do it. Like if you have limited space or you're, you know, you're in a city in a, a skyscraper or something, you know, but if you do have the soil and, and, and you are willing to learn the biology, like it, it's a no brainer for me, you know, like why, why you would want to fight the battle like that when, when nature's there showing us how to, you know, how just follow it. And, uh, in this last season, our our second season using natural farming outdoor, I I just saw this influx of predators just flocking to the garden, you know, like ladybugs and praying mantises and and predatory spider mites. Like you, and I, you know, it's it's almost unbelievable. Like it's like I, you know, when we harvested, I had a I had a colony of ladybugs moving into my house. Yeah, so that's like that's true. They're like, where'd you, where'd our home go? Yeah. So, but yeah, a little more testimonial for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll definitely agree with Earl that uh, in the natural farming, we were able to encourage a lot more bugs. As far as the indoor goes, going back to our hydro days, if we decided that we wanted to try to control something with a predatory bug like ladybugs, because that's one that we've ordered quite a bit. We would seem gone in two, three days. We've even tried to build them special homes out of certain things that we've looked up and they would not stay. You know, they would, they, they would be gone very quick. And right now, um, I don't know how our ladybugs are doing that we ordered before we left, but I could say that there were plants that not only had ladybugs on them, there were a ladybug larvae. I saw, um, just, plants where ladybugs were able to survive and live and continue to reproduce in the indoor setting, which before that was a pipe dream. It was never going to happen. One thing to add on that most, most cannabis growers are most, I mean, we know more, more about cannabis growing, but an IPM an integrated pest management, you know? And so once we, we would, uh, we used to do that, you know, we're like, Hey, we gotta be a good grower. We gotta be spraying this and, and, and spraying like one of the trifecta, which is just terribly expensive. Awesome, but terribly expensive. And now, you know what we do? We, we, we uh, and I don't know if this is correct. This is what we've kind of come to our, our feeding schedule is we do one of the, the awesome KNF treatments, um, solutions. And then four days later, we'll do like a biological tea. Sometimes we're adding in the IMO. Sometimes we're adding in some other microbes. We're looking for diversity. Um, and then the next four days we do a KNF spray and that's all we're doing. We're giving why we're our IPM is when we're giving, we're feeding the plants and, um, we do add, which we haven't, we've, we've had to use the, the Jadam wetting agent. That's the soap. And that's been enough. Um, we've had to one time with some, some mites, we added some sulfur 
into the Jadam wedding agent and it was, it was great. It broke it up. Awesome. You know? Um, so it was a good surfactant, you know, but we haven't had to go to the herbs yet, uh, using the herbal solution. Um, so instead of sitting there and spraying this $150 a bottle at trifecta to, to fight bugs, I'm like, Oh, let me feed you some medicine and food and fuel and all this awesome stuff. And then that, that's what fights the bugs. So, so it's actually like the strength of your plant that you're now getting and you're like fixing the root of the problem versus like chasing these more symptomatic things of, of health that the bugs are kind of indicating. Exactly. If it, we're kind of noticing that if there's a bug, uh, if the bugs are destroying a plant, then there's probably that, that, that strain's weak or that plant's really weak. Um, and it's probably time to get rid of it and, and, and bring in a new strain. So, so I'm, I'm curious on this. When, when I was hearing you say you, you guys were indoor hydroponic, then you went outdoor hydroponic, then you did full, full outdoor, and now you're going to do some indoor as well? We've always, so we're coming up on season six. Um, so six of the indoor, we still have our indoor that we do, and then we have an outdoor. Um, so we're we're actually going to be picking up a new property this year that, that that we used to do our hydroponics on the outdoor hydroponics if that makes sense and we're excited to um we're really going to try to document it and uh be a, be a more online presence and and be able to share these things with with people um and uh we're going to try to you know add some permaculture into it and one of the main reasons that we came um, out here, we wanted to check out your farm and, uh, you know, learn more from you. And, and we're, we're going to be doing ch- pigs and chickens to get the whole full loop, the whole circle. And they say, you know, the gateway to growing cannabis is that uh, you want to grow vegetables. And so we're going to be, uh, the, the cannabis is a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug to, 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 to food. And, uh, we did grow some vegetables last year, but you know we had to worry about our cash crop. And I think this year we're 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 going to be more prepared. And we have um, some friends that are helping us out with the design that are good with permaculture. Um, we, uh, you know, Chris Trump's based out there in in Boise, like we said, and uh, we have a lot of friends. We have a lot of good KNF friends that have have helped us out and um, have given us some solutions when we've needed it and advice. And there's a there's a really good community out there that. You know, we want to continue growing and building. Well, if, if, if I can ask, what, what is, what, is there any difference between your, your indoor and outdoor grows or, or do you kind of guys, do you guys follow similar things or is there any difference? Um, it's basically the, the same method that we're, that we're using outdoor to indoor. We're, we're foilering once a week and we're, we're switching in a biological every other week. Um, I will say I've had a little more challenge, uh, getting the indoor to perform quite as well on the, as it does on the outdoor. Um, but the plant health is still way higher and the terpene profiles are way higher than before. So I still feel that like, even though I, I'm not having the yields I had on, on a synthetic grow, I it's still better medicine and I'm still getting a more, more, uh, a more consistent product instead of, uh, you know, I, I actually call hydroponics growing on steroids because you can pump that plant up and make it big and strong like a dude taking steroids does and, and get something that looks really nice, but eventually you're going to have a fall. It's going to break. And I wasn't, I I saw strains lose vitality over over a two year span when I was was growing hydroponically, and I, and I heard from fr- other growing friends like that that oh that's normal like yeah, that's why you can't keep a strain alive forever and um, since we've switched like I don't believe that at all anymore like I I can keep the same exact phenotype alive and, and going. And, uh, and it's not weakening with, with the natural farming methods. Um, you know, it's, it's like, like I just can't be more grateful really just to, just to have that, that weight off the chest. You know, the, 
that you're, you're, you're going with nature, you're helping the environment at the same time, and, and our, our patients are, are benefiting big time from it. And, and, you know, that's just, this makes you want to give thanks back over and over again, you know, and, and that's one of the beauties, I think, of, of K&F farming. You know, it's, you feel connected to your plant, and, and, and I think if you can get deep into that connection, you know, that's where the beauty starts to, to happen. And I, I think to, you know, most people, you know, Snoop Dogg back in the day, you got to get that hydroponic chronic, you know, like that's what we thought that you had to have to grow, to grow good medicine. And, you know, you sometimes you can see the trichomes that are pop up off the plant, you know, sometimes you can get them bigger, but what we've noticed with KNF is they're tighter together and you're getting more of them, maybe not as big like popping out but there's more of them so we when we make our oil extracts we're seeing higher yields um and and also i mean we've had people look at it we like to call it instead of outdoor actually we like to call it sun grown um so people don't get this bad perception of the outdoor being bad is is i mean some people look at our our sun grown and they're like are these ends and they're not you know they're 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 baffled I mean, that's just, it's amazing to me that, that I, you know, I've heard, I've heard from multiple growers that, um, that they're able to get more oil out of it. So when I was talking with Jeff Merriman, he says that he actually has a hard time, harder time selling his KNF, uh, flour as flour because people look at it and they think, oh, it's, it's not as like popping off. It's not as steroids. It's not as like muscle lifting as, as you would see. And, and people then think, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go with this other one, but it's, but it's all fluff, right? You know, if you, if you took a, a, a steroid weightlifting gym dude and you put him into like, you know, a, like a military exercise, like, you know, he'd probably get whooped versus you like, you look at a, like a, um, you know, a special forces guy and they just look like normal guys, but they're really, really strong. And so are, are you guys finding that, um, you know, like the, like you you kind of gotta go to the oil market or or is or are you are you able to connect to your customer that they realize this value of what what the medicine you're 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 bringing out it's it's the value that that we can we can stick with the flower you know and 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 get the get the the patient and the to understand the the value of the medicine um one thing that that really a lot of people if you're sitting there and you're just looking for the highest thc count if you're buying for the highest thc's count it's it's that's you're, you're shopping wrong you really are um there's been so much that we've learned about the terpenes the terpenes there's a ton of medicine and those effects uh that you know if you're looking for the euphoria or the sleepiness or the um the munchies, you know, all those things are affected by those terpenes really. And we are seeing increase in the terpene profiles from doing natural farming. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 100%. Uh, or it smells so bad. Uh, I mean, so good. I should say the smell is so strong that, that you can't really hide it. <laughs> you know, um, my, uh, my parents came down to visit and, and, my dad could smell it the minute he got out of his car, which was out in the parking lot. So, you know, and that's, that's in a, that's, you know, after processing. So, um, like you're saying, Drake, you can pump that plant up and get something to look, look great, but the bugs are going to find it eventually. And no matter what you do, your plant's going to get locked out on nutrients and, and then you're playing the game. Oh, what do I need to add? And, and it's, it's just not not really the ideal way to grow in my opinion you know let nature take its course and keep your soil healthy and the plant knows what it needs you're not gonna i mean you're not gonna be able to read the plant's mind and and know better than it knows Um, so really like just you know if you are in the conventional world i would say start start listening and and Start studying and, and maybe, you know, start, try it out and you will be surprised at the results you get. You may not get your pumped up muscly bud or your bodybuilder, 
but you're definitely going to get a Navy SEAL. Like, or you'll have, I mean, like Spencer said, we had a small, um, garden where we did some vegetables and stuff like that. And, um, we didn't see very much damage to the actual fruit there either. We had one eggplant and I saw leaves getting eaten. Eggplant was whole, not touched. We had, I think, two tomato plants. They grew really tall. They even toppled over with the tomato cages we had because they couldn't hold them. And going through trying to pick some tomatoes for myself every once in a while, I really didn't see tomato damage either. And we weren't even focusing on there. We were just doing our normal sprays. And if there was some left over, we'd come on by and we'd spray that as well. Yeah, and and so you mentioned you mentioned that uh you know cannabis is the gateway to to actually like sustainable living and organic farming. Um, what like what's what's motivating you guys to go get the pigs and go like a little bit more like integrated? Like now now you're gonna like be like you know like into animal husbandry and this this like what's so what's what's the motivating factor there? I mean, I just want to keep going down the rabbit hole further and. Uh, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean, we're really wanting to do it for the, the animal IMO, you know, and the byproduct will be the bacon afterwards, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I think that sounds like a win to me. And, uh, you know, um, also, I mean, I, I, I believe that, that food is medicine and, um, they've, They've tested some of our, our our vegetables that we're eating now, and they don't even have the nutrients. And um, I well, I want to, you know, a goal would be close to hopefully, you know, in two years to three years, we'll see that uh, you know can try to eat as much of the you know eggs that we're getting from the chickens as much as possible. We're eating our own chicken, um, eating our own our own uh, pork, and. Uh, you know, trying to eat as much vegetables that, that, that come from our garden as possible. And, uh, I want to see what the health benefits to that are and, 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 and feel better. So that's kind of the, the reason we want to head that way. Yeah. And to add to what you're saying, Spence, I, I think we all at this point in time are all feeling a strong call to, to be sustainable and, and to improve the land that we're on instead of damaging it and, 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 just try and follow the, the the rule to give back and not just take. And, you know, as we get older, we're seeing our, our parents get sicker and, and come down with these strange diseases. And, and that's why I feel the call to, to try and make it better if I can or do everything I can to make that better and to grow healthy medicine, grow healthy meat, you know, grow happy animals and, and do things the right way. And, and, and have respect with it and and I think all I see is benefit if we do that I don't see the the why nots, they're not there you know and that's exactly why I, we're going to add the pigs this year, we're going to add the chickens we're going to go full bore, we're going we're gonna to build it all and, and, and make it, put it into action and I'd say that on top of repairing and healing both the earth and ourselves i love being able to have stories where i can say we had a plant covered from head to toe in spider mite webbing and we were still able to harvest it and be able to use it as medicine because i guess for most people i guarantee you they're going "Ah, i i i want to call bs on that but in our own experience we were able to see that and if we can document that better and as Spencer said, get a little bit of an online presence so then we could show people exactly what we've seen ourselves. We'll be able to help people understand that we're not, you know, using the sun, the moon, and the stars and, 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 and some hippie stuff to bless our plants. You know, we, we really did get them to the point to where they were healthy enough to withstand bug damage. Yeah, yeah. So, so like you know, K- KNF sometimes ha- like you know it may seem a little a little woo kind of like things because Spencer was saying just yesterday he's like, I never thought I'd put salt and vinegar and uh, you know milk on my plants <laughs> and now and now it's kind of like you know like um, like you, you're saying the the person you're checking out at the thing and you're like, are you doing some kind of witchcraft? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, exactly. I mean, I. I 
I love learning stuff. Um, I really do. And I never in my life would have thought, you know, without, um, you know, Master Cho sharing this and, and, and without, um, give, give some props to Drake and, and Chris Trump. I mean, and then all the other teachers that are out there and all these people that online that are sharing this information. And I know there's some people that have a little bit different recipes and that and it just move forward. As Drake says, rule zero, just move forward, start growing, do start with LAB and, and try that out. Yeah. yeah you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And, and, um, I think sometimes it's the why, you know, why do you want to do this? And, you know, you know, why all I see is win, win and wins. Like, like just for a slight example of our outdoor hydroponics, uh, you know, we're spending roughly on 50 plants where we spend about $5,000. Some of it we had, we're building some new stuff, but $5,000 on our inputs roughly. And our yields were, we were getting about one and a quarter, um, and this, the, the next year we spent under $500 and we got, we averaged three pounds and we should be spending even less yeah, than that and, as we build our, build our solutions up. Yeah. As we build our solution. So, I mean, that, that is just amazing. That's a win. So all the woo stuff that can be on the back end, but on the front end, let's, let's talk about how you can save some money and, and make some better medicine. And then, you know, the woo stuff comes at the end if you need, you know, it's it's a it's powerful stuff and like like you know the why like why should you be making lactose acid bacillus um if you're a cannabis grower and you got powdery mildew i wish i would have known about this you know you've seen people out there that would say get milk and rub the milk on all the the pant leaves and people would do that and you know that's what they used to do we never actually tried that because it sounded really ridiculous to me um but what they were probably doing is getting the lactose bacillus going and so we had a while one time when we fought um uh powdery mildew for about four months and we did everything my old business partner it almost caused us to, to break up at that point because i mean we we used the stuff called mighty wash we used everything spray we never could get it and so we had to use we used eagle 20 and ah i i i'd never again i'll get rid of it it just it tasted terrible i couldn't even smoke my own medicine for about five months like because it's it's just not great not good and 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 that's what the medicine that you got back in the day i mean if you were out there growing and those gorilla growers that were out there they're they're the person that taught them or if they lost their crop they got to get that crop done and so they're going to make sure it's safe so they're going to put that pesticides on there and and it is not meant to go down your throat and being smoked it is not it is bad yeah and and the other side of it is you don't now we know you don't need to do that like you don't need to use the systemic pest control that's going to fly into your plant fly into your lungs when you take the medicine and and you know maybe cause cancer on you i don't want to say it does that but i've seen it happen before you know oh yeah and i guess um as far as lab goes um it's it's amazing for the plants it's as as well as amazing for uh, myself and for my brother who um a little bit lactose intolerant and uh well we know what happens get a little gassy maybe your stomach hurts and stuff like that but if you have a good batch of lab especially my brother if he had lab before he started eating or if he forgot before he'd drink a good amount after and he didn't have um, the distress that he did before. He was able to actually consume a lot more sour cream. He loves sour cream, and he can't have it. But with the LAB, he could pile it on on everything he wanted, and he didn't have the same issue. So, so even even human gut health, like he he's just like it's it's taken care of it for him. Oh yeah, absolutely for him, and on a I mean on a small scale for myself, but yeah, for him especially. Well, so can I, can I ask you guys about, you know, like how, how much of your time is spent making the solutions and, and, you know, like, you know, cause you're mentioning, you're mentioning you got cost savings on the, you know, you were able to reduce it like 10 times what the synthetics would cost. And is that, is that material cost and labor 
or is that just material or you know because because some sometimes people say oh gosh i want i want to do this but it's like but it's so much to do so so in your in your flow how you know do do you think it's like a, a a burden is it a huge thing is it is it easy is it you know like how 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 does that how does the the making these solutions cuz you guys all make them pretty much yourself now yeah yeah everything yeah everything um so the, the the first answer that you were talking about was that was not including um the labor costs and before, um, you know, you have to clean all the pellets and all the time that we're saving by just growing, you know, living soil style and, and just, you know, reusing the soil and cutting and dropping back in. I mean, right there, saving time. But to make the inputs, I mean, I think a lot of it is like learning and getting uh, – trusting that you know you're doing the right recipe you know uh, that's where i think a lot of our time now you do have to be planning ahead you know you can't be like oh we need this and we're going to go to the store and, and make it like for example one of the if you're going to start korean natural farming um two of the things i say you should start right you know today is is the fuel um the fish amino acids um it's uh what we've what we've done is uh, as our as our teachers have taught us we 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 got a cooler um we have a really cool place that uh gets us some deep sea fish that we get for free we don't even cut them up we uh we put a layer of of um good brown sugar and then we throw some fish in there and, and we try to do it about to equal weight and then another layer of brown sugar and we let that thing sit and uh you can pull off it you know as soon as it starts getting some of its juices but it's best uh from from what my knowledge is is a you know one year so that takes one year to make and uh what we what we did this year when we so we we did that um we had to buy some or we were given some FFA so we started making it and we were we were pulling off it early but this year i mean we extracted uh like like 7 gallons and 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 we didn't even clean our coolers we just we left the the fish that didn't decompose threw the new fish in there new brown sugars and now it's ready for the next year so it it does take some planning ahead like another one that takes a lot of time is is OHN um you know it three months to get it so you can start using it you know and that's the medicine um you know it it takes three months to to make and uh well, to start it and then it gets better with time. So, you know, that's another one that you should, should plan ahead for. And then when making your FPJs, cause, uh, we tried to do them if from, from like organically grown and fresh as you can and, you know, striving for the best is, uh, you have to have all the fruit and get the fruit at the right time. So there is some planning, but really it's it's not a lot of time and for what it saves you for how healthy your plant is and that you're not doing ipm sprays and all that it's easily and if it one more thing on it is like uh, when we watch the the knf short with uh ginger john and and he said that he felt like that i am making these own products i know what's in them it's got our blood and sweat in them and that's amazing, you know, to the whole process of how much we care about our, our product is we care all to everything that we're putting into it, to how it's grown, to how it's dried, to how it's cured. I mean, the whole process. And when we get people tours and people see it, they're just, they're like, wow, you guys really do love what you're doing. That You guys really, you really do care. And sometimes people don't realize how much work that takes. Like we up here, um, when we visited Hawaii, we visited a, a, a farm in the Kona market and the coffee farm, the coffee, yeah, excuse me, coffee farm. And I was, um, how much work it actually takes, you know, that they have a three, four month curing process and all that. And it's, it's, you know, we should be grateful for our farmers that, uh, that take the time to, to grow us the, the things that we use. I think, uh, when you compare the tasks ahead of you, when you're conventionally farming, it's not, it's easier. Like, I think that, like, you learn to make these solutions. It does take a little bit of time to make those longer, longer solutions, but it's not, it's not hard work. It just isn't. When you compare it to, to, you know, getting on your tractor and going out there and tilling your field and, and all the work it takes and, and trying to prep a field conventionally, it's not a lot of work. Like, that's what I was shocked about. I was, I was hesitant, like I said in the beginning, to, to make the move because I had invested so much of my time and energy into learning 
learning about micro and macronutrients and, and balancing your pH and making sure your water's aerated and, and all your mechanics are working. Uh, it's just not comparable in my opinion. You know, it, once you learn to make these solutions, you're going to feel the same way. Yeah, definitely. The hardest part is the change itself going from, you know, thinking that you understand the whole chemical side and all the science and how it works and then expecting to go into putting OHN, FPJ and, you know, BRV onto your land and having, you know, I guess there isn't a ton of evidence out there as far as it comes down to paperwork and crazy amounts of tests, um, but you can attest to it when you see it grow and if you can, even in a small way, start to... I mean, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Keep doing your conventional farming, but go out there and try to make yourself an FBJ one day and go out there and try to make yourself a LAB one day. And you'll realize really quick that it's not actually that difficult and you are saving time. You're not having to go out there in your tractor and till your field. The amount of time you spent tilling your field, go out there and make an FBJ. A lot more enjoyable. Uh, you're not having to breathe the, the, the dirt you're kicking up. Um, and you can have a, just a fun time doing it. Just get people to do it with you as well. I mean, that was a really big thing is um, we all, you know, went out and made FPJs just to know how it's done. And after that, we were able to have three different FPJs and we all learned a little bit from it and we all had fun. You know, you can't go tilling a field with your buddy. You're not going to be sitting in a tractor with three people having a great time. I think another good thing to add to that is... Uh, another realization that, that I had that just, just blew my mind is I, I can eat all of these solutions. I, I can eat them all and I'm feeding them to the plants. You know, I challenge you, I don't challenge you actually to eat some of that fertilizer that you're picking up at the store. It's not going to go well, but not only can I eat these solutions myself, they make me more healthy. Like human health gets better. Uh, yeah, I can attest to um, the OHN, the Oriental Herbal Nutrient. So that's got five herbs in it. It's got angelica, black licorice root, cinnamon bark, ginger, and garlic. Um, and as uh, Drake taught us and other teachers, is uh, it's it's really great for your digestive system and and keeping your immune system up. And uh, I've always been a pretty healthy guy and don't get sick that often. But uh, this year. I was uh, feeling the, it's kind of feeling, starting to feel fluish all day. And right around 10 o'clock at night, as I was going to bed, that, that just really hit me hard. I was achy. Uh, my, I was kind of feeling it in the back of my, my, my kneecaps there and on my elbows. And, you know, when you lay down, you know, sometimes you go to bed, just, your nose starts getting clogged up. It was coming. And, uh, I was just pulling off of the OHN. I, I, I took about, I was, t I took about six shots. <laughs> Throughout, you know, every hour I was kind of getting up and just getting up and taking a shot, taking a shot. I woke up five hours later and I was, I beat it. I was done. That was the end of my sickness. <laughs> and wow. Uh, like I didn't have to have a two day, three day recovery. It was, I was five days. I woke up or five hours. I killed it. So, and we're trying to, what I would, a goal for me this year, I mean, we have done it is I wanted to be using it just like the IPM control. I want to be doing more maintenance of it. And, and as you talked about in class today, it's, you know, maybe we should be taking it more, more balanced with, with all of the nutrients because a lot of times I think people are, are learning about these, uh, FPJs and they're like, Oh, I'm just going to put all the FPJ on my, all on my plant and that's going to be great. But, um, it's about balance. You got to have, there's a reason all these recipes were put together the 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 medicine the OHN is you know helps the digestive system and and the 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 BRV the the brown rice vinegar the cleanser it, it opens up the stomata so it can go in the plant and and the the food is the you know our FPJ and you can dial that in you know and that I would love more information on that uh, you know you're, and it's kind of cool with the FPJ when it's it's really simple when it's a vegetable plant 
you give it a, a, a veg. And when the, when the, when the cannabis plant is in the crossover period, you give it an unripe. And when it's, when it's blooming, you give it a fruit. Um, you know, I would love to get more into seeing if, you know, cause it, we, we, you know, the, what we're taught at least, you know, is it needs a lot of potassium and phosphorus at the end to really harden up those, those nugs. Um, you know, if we could get some more FPJs that are better for that. And, and that's what we're going to try to try to learn more about this year and, and, and test ourselves out on. So, um, but as, as an all doing it all in a balance, you know, um, as, as we you learn with, uh, you know, hydroponically, you know, I'm always trying to push things to the limits and stuff. And we, you know, it says, you know, how many PPMs you could take it to. And most of the time you take that bottle, you should do half of what they suggest. And, uh, you know, we've pretty much kept, like I said earlier, we pretty much have kept to the recipes and I've, we've never seen tip burn. We've never seen, we've never seen a negative effect come from it. And, uh, maybe that's where we could do some testing on the cannabis plant since it takes up so much nutrients. Maybe we could try to do some side by sides where, we're, where we push it a little bit more, but, uh, we just haven't gotten there yet. And, and I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned all your, your scientific knowledge and then now you're mentioning, you know, like potassium and these like chemical things. And, and from my, from my understanding and everything I've done, I've found that my science background has never been contradicted by Korean natural farming or these solutions we use. And in fact, that just like gives me a little bit more foundation and depth to look at it. But, but are you also finding something similar? Well, like one thing is like spent costs they'll talk about like if you spend so much time on something you feel like like for example if they knew evaluated like a bridge you know was going to take a million dollars to build and you're halfway and you're already at the million dollar point you know do you continue or or do you back off you know you got to evaluate and, and what that is but it's really not like Earl was saying like he it was that that change to move over he's using that knowledge still and we're still using that knowledge um because we geeked out so much with with harley smith and stuff like that 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 gave us that knowledge um when we're using these certain things and like one of my favorite things to do i love just geeking out and and going under the organic umbrella you know of like i kind of categorize it as you know i use knf as a, as a tool set you know these are some of these tools i can use but then you got elaine uh, elaine ingram with the living soil and you got uh you know the the, the permaculture you know world um i'm and uh and then even under that you got some stuff with like you know jadam under that category but where i like to i like oh and like the no-till and stuff like that i like to see where the similarities are and where's the differences and and a lot of the times uh when i've listened to a lot of different podcasts and stuff like that where they're having some struggles i see that knf would fit in there you know that 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 could be the fix there and i think sometimes with like a move, like my dad actually was a conventional, um, he sold fertilizer. Um, he's my dad sold fertilizer and my grandpa was a farmer and my dad grew up as a farmer and my grandpa was actually, they did organic uh, farming, but then he got into synthetics and what he would do is he would come and say, Hey, let me spray one of your, one of your rows with their, with their, you know, their NPKs. And of course, you know, it would come back and it would be about a foot taller, but it's cause it had that biology in there. The, the, the the soil was living was able to break that down but after years and years and years that soil gets depleted and uh now that like i'm coming back and and uh you know i was just at a family reunion and i was been you know teaching my family um knf and and did a class for him and you know my dad's my dad's like you know proud of me i'm not ashamed of what he was doing or anything like that uh, um but he sees where the passion is and and that that you know this could be working and i think what a lot of farmers are doing is when they move over to the organics, they still have that same mindset of like, I got to put so many pounds of nitrogen. So they go and they go and spend, you know, from what it's more expensive to get those organic nutrients, like let's say from like down to earth and, and they, they apply it just the same. And, they're not getting as great as yield because they don't have the biology to break that down and feed the plant. And so it costs them more for their nutrients. Their plants aren't as healthy and they don't know what they're doing. And they're saying, well, I can't, this is not sustainable. And, and, and that probably at the end of it, their plants is healthy. So they have to spray pesticides on it and it's not organic anyways. And so I think that to see the, you got to get the, the whole picture. It's not just, 
one thing. You got to be adding in the, the, the cover crop and you got to be looking at the, the living soil and KNF can help all those things go along, you know, and so you got to knowledge yourself with that whole spectrum and uh, just take the, take the leap of faith and, and go with it. Yeah. I don't think it's contradicted at all, Drake. I, I, for me, it's helped connect the dots. Well, that's it for our free episode. So join us at www.microbialsecret.org for the full episode and join the Microbial Secret Society. So uh, may the beneficial microbes be with you. Aloha.